0: Welcome to another episode of Cold Weather Bats, Brandon Justice, Brian Sikowski, the boys back as always here to discuss Michigan high school baseball and all of its never ending sidewinding curveballs, fastballs, errors, clean games, clean sheets, everything in between. It's a good time. League play has started for most leagues. I know the Catholic League is always the first league to start, but the public school leagues are getting after it now. So it's good to see teams kind of – we talked about this, alluded to it a bit about – what was it, three weeks ago maybe-ish when we recorded it, I think two episodes ago, where we talked about, you know, lineup structure and the difficulties of that and how you're kind of building between – uh now in the league and well we're in league play so a lot of these coaches have what they believe for now is their lineups but those things are continuing to be experimented on as we discussed in that episode and i'm sure we'll allude to some more here as you guys know and if you don't follow us on twitter and instagram at cold weather bats make sure you do that social uh social reach is important for the for the boys uh outside of that it's time for the show it was Super 25 today, talking about league play today. I mean, it's like officially the season. We started the show earlier this year, so we had a few episodes. Uh, you know, like Nolan Schubert was on the show. We we discussed some, some other things, uh, more granular stuff that we don't normally go into as much, I, I believe. And then, obviously, there's this whole thing where I became a head coach, so that's become a topic of discussion on the show a couple of times. So uh, now we get into, like, cold-weather bats. Now it's like what the show is kind of started as and where it's at now so with all that in mind brian take us into uh what's going on in your world mr uh around the world in 100 days scouting baseball Uh, calling a game tonight for the prep mr do it all it's like pitbull but better (laughs) how you doing Uh,
1: mr worldwide yeah it's been good man it's been a fun spring so far the last couple weeks the weather's really cooperated so i've been able to get out and see some stuff um spent the weekend down in bloomington covered some college ball that was fun what a great town uh great like they give a shit about baseball so that's really fun you know um i've seen some high school games in ohio have been to lexington have been to pittsburgh have been to blacksburg uh been around a little bit columbus seeing some college ball it's been fun man but i'm happy that we're we're diving into Michigan high school baseball in its entirety, finally. like It seems like it's been forever uh, since it was like everybody's playing, everybody's going, kind of what we are right now, finally. Um, dipped into Michigan last week, caught that uh, St. Mary's Liggett series, that, uh, uh, that early Catholic League matchup. St. Mary's won both. Um, it was fun. To start the game, Liggett goes like hit by pitch, Single and then Oliver Service hit a ball to the moon. So it's three nothing, Liggett, dugouts going nuts, fans are going nuts. Like it's at Mary's, like here we are, knock off the champs. And then in the bottom of the first inning, Mary's went, I don't remember exactly, but it was like a walk and a couple hits or whatever. And then Jason Oliver hit a ball to the moon. So all of a sudden, real quick, it's four three Mary's and all the momentum's back on the other side. And that just like that goes to what we've talked about before. Like They'll take your punch. You know, we've said this for the last couple of years like, they'll take your punch, give it right back. Like, there's no question. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Mary's won both, 8 5, 10 Like I said, um, it was the the stars were good. Like we talked about, Oliver Service hit that bomb. Uh, Reggie Sharp took a couple good swings. Um, liked how Jaron Purify continues to look offensively as he grows and gets more physical. Jason was good. He was 93-95 on the mound in a closer role. Pesci and Donovan both pitched fine for Marys. Um, Ryan McKay had a big series. Grimmer had some good swings. You know, it was it was the stars on display, kind of what we expect to see uh, when those two square it up. So so that was fun. But, Brandon, we had a, a big W on the island, I believe, recently, yeah?
0: Yes, we did. Uh, Tuesday, we played against Jefferson and it was our first year on league game of the year and it was at home and we were, we won, we won seven to six. Um, it's one of those games, like as a coach where things kind of culminate, like the things you talk about culminate and you, and you feel good about it because you can see like the kids uh, understand what it takes and, and you, you talk about what it takes, but it's like, they have to see it. You talk about what it takes. You lose to Wyandotte, seven to one. You lose to, you get beat up a couple of times. You know, like we got beat up by by Wyandotte, got beat up by Southgate, got beat up by um, West Bloomfield. You know, we beat Lincoln Park, but at the same time, um, you know, it's tough to be one and three and continue to talk about a system. And continue continue to talk about things that that you want to do as a coach. Um, and you know, just expect those kids to to be about it. Now, our guys are. I think we. I've been super lucky because our guys are just all in on it. Right, we got like seven sophomores starting. If you've listened to the show you know we have a young team and we've been blunt and honest I mean it's not like we went into the year like hey let's 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 go win a state title like we we on we're honest we're transparent uh, our, our expectations are realistic and I think as coaches like that's kind of a part of your job is to uh be honest with your kids because you set like super duper high expectations and then it creates like epic failures right and you know our 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 goals were were extremely specific it was hey we're worried about tomorrow and when we worry about that things are going to be better long term so when we fail we're thinking about how does this you know how is this a positive in june how is this a positive in 2024 how is this a positive in 2025 we're not failing and thinking about why is this a negative on tuesday mm-hmm. um, and then from a like a strategic perspective, like it's like, hey, we win. You score seven runs, we're probably gonna win the game. Our goal is to score score seven runs every game. We score seven runs, we're in a good spot. We score seven runs, we did our job offensively. We'll look in, We'll look on the other side of the ball if things don't. If we score seven runs and lose, we gotta look at the other side of the ball, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we scored seven and won by one run. So that obviously, baseball gods, thank you for giving me that point I could make because we've been saying that. Uh, we went. You know, eight for I think what do we? I don't know how many. I think we went like eight or eight or nine for nine for stolen bases. We've been talking about stolen bases ad nauseum to a fault. I mean, we weren't ready for things early in the year, like many teams aren't, right? Because of how much we did the base running stuff. But I told them from the jump, I said, Hey, we're gonna do a ton of base running up front. It's gonna sacrifice a lot of the little things we wanna get better at long term. But look, we do these things in March. We can we do an hour of it and a practice in March, come April, May, June, we can do it for 15 minutes of practice and you guys are ready to go every game and we can dedicate all that time to other stuff. But if we don't do this and we continue to fail on it, it takes away what we can do best this season because we're not the best pitching team. We're not the best hitting team. And those things aren't going to get better in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I started this job February twelfth. We're not going to be. I'm not going to create a farm crop of arms. You know, between February twelfth and, and and March twelfth, that was tryouts, right? But what we can do is we can create some really good base runners in between that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's what we've done. So, and that was a big difference in the game. Um, pitching. I mean, we had one pitcher go. That's it. Mm-hmm. back went the whole way. He I think had seventy four pitches and in seven innings uh, on Saturday. I- I'm sorry, against Southgate, we had hundred ninety five pitches in the game. Uh, our catcher, Evan Brown, who's like honed in and locked in and on, on getting better as a sophomore and, and is like doing tremendous for us uh, game by game and growing with like such a lack of experience. Uh, played great. One pass ball, whole game. One stolen base, whole game. Totally different story on Saturday. Saturday, we got no hit against Wyandotte. Shout out to Keegan Rose. No hit our ass. Happens. I get it. Great job. Uh, we turned around and turned in 17 to 32 quality at-bats yesterday on Tuesday yep. against Jefferson. So when all those things happen – and You win, you can go to your team and be like, Hey, see all that stuff we've talked about? See all those things that we, we, we wanted to do and that we want to get better at? They're they it literally just equated to a win. Mm-hmm. And we were down six to three in the last inning. Now, no discredit to Jefferson, I think they are you know as young as we are with coaches who are as invested in the long term growth as we are and all that. But it, it was one of those games where you hit the ball harder, you, you outplayed them, you think, up until that point. Some things didn't go your way. You made some errors here and there. Um, but we went to the dugout in the six and I was like, hey, something's got to give, baby. You guys have hit the living life out of the ball and something's got to give. And if we lose this game, we tip our caps. Baseball was silly today. It's a silly game. It'll be silly tomorrow. It'll be silly yesterday. We'll be on the right side of it eventually. It might not be today. Um, but we were. We were on the right side. Worked out. Now it's one game. Got like a lot more. Not the biggest game to win. Not the biggest game to lose. Uh, Got some rivalry games coming up. Got airport on Thursday, not really a rivalry game. We got an airport on Thursday, Huron's next week. So, you know, roads ahead. But as a coach, first league game, to see those things culminate definitely meant a lot. Definitely something I think is going to help us long-term, which is ultimately the most important thing I'd say.
1: Speaking of uh, speaking of Huron, how about Flat Rock? Holy off the Rams. Yeah, you know, it's we've been – some of these games that we've seen early on and like, you know – it's still early for literally everyone with the exception of like, you know, the teams that have six or seven or eight games in that's the most anybody has in. you know, no one's played double digit games yet. I don't think, but, um, so like, you you know, you take these early games with a little bit of a grain of salt, guys are still figuring things out. You know, there can be upsets that happen where water finds its level eventually. And that won't happen in may, blah, 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 blah. We know what we're talking. You guys know what we're talking about here. Um, but the point being, some of these games, man, some of these early matchups have been really, really fun, like especially as we've, we've dived right into league play, like Adams and West Bloomfield this week is a fun matchup. Uh, Hudsonville and Rockford are playing each other. Uh, I think Grand Rapids Christian is playing Forest Hills Northern this week in a series. Like there are really significant, like ranked teams squaring off against each other in series early in the season. And it just like – Things are going to go one way that might not how they end up looking. We didn't really change the Super 25 in massive ways because we just don't have a ton of data yet. But, man, I, and like we said, Flat Rock over Huron, that was one of those upsets that's really stood out so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, let me see. Flat Rock struck out 15 times in that game, and Huron had 10 hits, and the final score was 7-3, to three, Flat Rock won. Mm. One of those games, man, where just <laughs> – where I mean, where you start. I don't know. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of things happened in that game for, for that type of box score to display itself. But, you know, it's uh, that was a massive, massive, massive win for Flat Rock's program. And his name escapes me. We play them. Obviously, they're in our league. I will find it out. I apologize for not having it. A little bit unprofessional on my part. Met him at the Huron League meeting. Apologize. Met a lot of people in the last month in my defense. Yeah. Um, but the coach at Flat Rock I think he's younger than I am or, or around, around the same age at the very least he's doing an amazing job dude they beat Plymouth that's a, that was a super 25 team last year they beat Plymouth they beat Wyandotte um, they've got some big wins they've got some guys playing well um, and that's a and for those who don't know and haven't watched Flat Rock baseball recently that is like a night and day massive turnaround in a blink of an eye a blink of an eye So major shout out to Flat Rock and the head coach, who I will make a point to figure out his exact name so I can deliver it on the show next week.
1: Fair. Um, Yeah, Edison took two from Grand Blank, I think. Like, we could just go up and down the list. We'll do that more once we get the Super 25. But, uh, I I mean, yeah, man. And then Adams beat West Bloomfield. Twice, yeah. I think their third game is Tomorrow a Thursday. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon for those listening at home. So I'm headed down to Canton. As soon as we kind of hang up with this, I'm going to call the St. Mary's Walsh Jesuit game, um, on the prep. So hopefully by the time you hear this, you will have already watched that. Um, looking forward to that St. Mary's has a 73 game winning streak right now. The state record is 75. They're in Ohio. They have four games in Ohio this, this week, starting tonight. Um, We'll see. Uh, this Walt Jesuits going to be one of the big tests. It's going to be a Brother Rice slash Gross Point North slash uh, Catholic Central. Like anybody who's played them really close during their run, uh, it's this is like that. It's going to be one of those games. Walsh Jesuits one of the powerhouses of Ohio. Uh, they're probably ranked second or third in the state. Probably second. Uh, maybe behind Moeller out of cincinnati but they're up there they're they're really really talented they have double digit uh players committed to college uh the kid they're going to face tonight st mary's will is is a d1 commit um the catcher is a stud mason eckelman so it's it's a really good matchup i'm looking forward to that one and and hopefully uh a lot of you tune into that later tonight but either way brando what do you say we we dip into the, dip into the Super Twenty Five, our first one since the preseason one, and it feels like it's been eons because it has. If you recall, we debuted the Super Twenty Five very early uh, at the MHSBCA convention, so it's been three months since we've done an update. Now that we've got some games under our belt, we are going to dive right into it. Um, the updated Super Twenty Five, the first in season update. We're going back to basics here. We started the season with ten. Uh, also receiving votes, also considered category teams. We're cutting that back to five. So there are going to be 30 teams that we talk about. We're going to talk about our our five also considered, so we'll count it down 25 to one. Uh, Some some movement at the top that I think people will find interesting too, but uh, important to keep in mind, like I said already, not a ton of evidence so far, not a ton of data. So we were a little bit careful about jerking teams around too much. Um, There were some losses that carried greater weight than others teams that started the season with really, really insanely difficult schedules looking at you Catholic central, uh, who's four of their five games so far, whatever have been against St. Mary's or brother rice, um, you know, lost a couple of those games and that didn't really punish them all that much because of that strength of schedule. We talked about that last year with Liggett in some ways, but the point being some movement, some new names, some new faces, some new teams, uh, some teams we've never ranked before. I don't think, but, uh, not a ton of, of jerking teams up and down 20 spots or anything like that. So Brandon, if you want to kick us off, man, uh, take us through these, these also receiving votes, uh, also considered category teams that we have here.
0: All right. Um, First and foremost, Graham Blank. Uh, obviously, they're a team that has a really strong arm at the top, another uh, power five commit there. But as we mentioned earlier, Brian said they dropped a couple games to Adams, who's a strong team. And Edison? Uh, Edison? Edison. Holy cow. I thought they lost to Adams. They lost to Edison? Wow, Edison. Edison's rice. Yep. Edison's making a stake for their claim, I will say. They did come at us for the lower ranking this year in the initial rankings. They are backing it up. Shout out to them. Anyway, who we were about to mention. Allen Park, uh, we had them on the schedule, got rained out. Uh, Coach Gulliver has been doing this for like an eternity. And uh, new turf at the field. Uh, I think it's still under construction, but all the same. Uh, New field. Uh, they have a lot of players coming back. I think we discussed that at some point in an episode, but if we if we haven't or you missed that episode, Allen Parker is one of the sneakier teams, I think, in the state. Uh, I've heard that around downriver more times than once, many times, and we played them last year at Wyandotte. We kind of understand who's coming. I can understand who's coming back based on that game last year. A lot of pitching, a lot of arms, a lot of depth in, the, in that uh, rotation, not just – strong guys at the top and nothing past that like there are a lot of guys who can throw um play the game well as those type of teams always play the game well in allen park um but you add in talent and, and the magnitude that it has also shout out jacob marcy who's with the brewers i believe is that mm-hmm. it am i right on that i think that's right yeah uh, allen park grad central michigan grad shout out to brian skowski central michigan uh so that's allen park shout out down river uh goodrich what are our results on goodrich five and one so far
1: um, you know, not a not a big slate out the gate, but still a five and on one start is notable. Um, you know, just a, a team to keep an eye on. We had them ranked at some point last year. Uh, obviously, well, they They lose, were, Noah, yeah, right. they Noah, lose Keller. Noah Keller. Um, Carson Rather's still there. They have good players. It's they're off to a good start. So we uh, we have them in the also considered section.
0: Carson Rayther team justice, love it. Um, Detroit Edison, who we just alluded to. A big couple of wins over Graham Blank. Um, they're a team who just the program in general continues to pump out talent. If they hold up, you know, what, the performance they've had and how good they've looked here in the early goings of the season, um, they'll definitely make it known that they weren't just a, a flash in the pan for a couple of years with some talent with guys like, uh, I mean, you started with Werner Blakely, but thereafter guys like Greg Pace and, uh, you know, the, the list goes on. Um, and then, is it, what, Mar, is it Mar, Marwin? Marwin Matthews, right? Yep. Marwin Matthews, Western Michigan commit. You know He's obviously leading the way for Edison, so there's certainly no lack of talent. I just don't think there's the same – we didn't think there was the same volume. Um, but we'll see uh, what they're able to do this year so far so good. And then lastly in this section is Mona Shores out of Muskegon on the west side of the state, who's uh, always a strong athletic school and off to a strong start this season as well.
1: Yep, and that's a couple newcomers there. Preseason, we didn't have Allen Park anywhere. I don't believe we had Goodrich anywhere. We may have. Um, we didn't have Mona Shores anywhere. It, you know, those are, those are teams that have stood out to us in the early going. There's other teams that have as well. Uh, I want to put a special mention to both Rockford and Hudsonville who are off to solid starts, but they're playing each other this week. So my thought is next week we'll talk about whoever won that series. Um, but they're both both off to good starts midland off to a good start at three and one uh, just going to run through some teams that we don't have ranked this week, but our eyes, we do have eyes on you. Um, like I said, midland off to a three and one start um, good rich. We talked about already gross Point South is four and two uh, and you know, waiting for some others to get going, but uh, moving on into the top 25, Brandon, um, a couple of newcomers here start us off. at Portage Northern at number 25. They were a team we had an eye on before the season. A little bit of a down year last year, the year before. Um, on the upswing now as as those young guys turn into upperclassmen. They're off to a good start at 5-1-1. One, and one. They are in the top 25 at number 25. Number 24, Bay City Western. Team off to a 5-0 oh start. A team that we, it, it's looking like, and it's early, but we looking like we might have missed here. Uh, that was a team that... Uh, the coaches poll had in a good spot in D1, I believe. We were told that they were really good coming out of that kind of Tri-Cities area. Um, and I, I don't think we had anything on them before the season, Brandon. But now rectifying that off to a 5-0 and start, they are in the top 25 at number 24. Number 23 is Novi. They're up a spot from their preseason spot. And they're 3-2. and two. This is where we talk about uh, strength of schedule and stuff. They split with Howell. Uh, they beat Brighton. Um, Nobody had they have a couple power arms at the top of that rotation. Just a team that we're still believing is going to be good. So they're at number 23. Freeland is at number 22. Um, I, I looked through both game changer apps. Uh, I can't I don't believe they've started. If that's wrong, please tell me. Uh, Shouts out to the Freeland nine. But they are number 22 this week. And number 21, New Boston Huron took a tumble. Uh, from the beginning of the season, we talked in the start of the show about uh, their loss to Flat Rock, a previously unranked opponent. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's super early, obviously, Brandon. Lots of time to write the ship. But down from uh, their preseason spotted, I believe, number 12 down to number 21.
0: Yep. And that's a. We mentioned that loss already. No reason to go too much further into it, but. We'll know plenty about Huron. Um, the Red Devils get to play them twice this year. I'll be passing along some insight there. Uh, worth noting, Gavin Muzzy is was not throwing in that game against Flat Rock. He will throw in their game on Thursday against SMCC. We'll see how they follow up um, that game from Tuesday. At number 20, we've got Flint Powers Catholic. This is another new team entering the fold this year and uh, this season, I should say. Um, uh, but, but who are your boys on that team? Garmin? Mm-hmm. Garmin's on the team. they got another guy who's really good. Sturgis, too. Isaac yeah. Sturgis, right. Okay. Um, sorry, guys. You have to know by now that I'm not good with names when it comes to that kind of stuff. I apologize. However, uh, we knew they were going to be a good team, and they've proven that so far to start the year here at number 20. At number 19, Detroit Western. I mean, we've talked about Detroit Western many times in the show. They're a team that just always has talent. Uh, Coach Sanchez always does an amazing job. Uh, this year, they're very deep. You know, they've got a ton of guys who are who are – going to play really sound baseball for them. They're going to succeed in their league as they as they do, um, but they're also going to have some success, I think, outside of the conference as well, which isn't irregular, but I think this year they have a team with so many returners coming back and a lot of strong players. I mean, obviously guys like Sebastian Hymes stick out. Uh, Abel Gutierrez is really strong for them behind the plate. Uh, Tristan Strong is another guy. He's committed to Henry Ford, who's strong for them. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few, but either way, Detroit Western, ton of depth there. Stevensville Lakeshore, I think, uh, you know, Zach Warren is one of the more slept on players in the state. Uh, doesn't, doesn't look like he's going to go do it when he does it, but he can go up there and hit the ball 350 feet in a snap of an eye. And then he can go uh, go on the mound and, and play pretty well for them, too. So really strong two-way there. And they've got a lot of depth around that team as well. And then at number 17, Forest Hills Northern. And this is the part where I asked Brian if Northern is the team with St. Antoine or not. Yes, they are. So you got Jonah St. Antoine, a little brother, uh, as well. So you got a really strong middle uh, there, left-handed hitter and Jonah, who in the middle of the lineup is always going to be one of the most feared bats in the state, uh, on top of many others. I mean, they made it to the Final Four last year um, and have a strong team coming back this year, as we've mentioned, uh, more than once. And then at 16, we've got West Bloomfield. Uh, just kind of alluded to this. They took a tough loss to Adams, got um, beat pretty good, made some errors, uh, long season ahead. But those are the types of games where it's similar to like Huron, where um, I think Logan P. was on the mound and racked up a lot of strikeouts and only had three earned runs between him and his brother Brody, who went all seven in a game where they gave up 10 runs. I believe three were earned. So similar to a game like Huron, uh, where you're wondering if that's going to be something uh, they fix, which traditionally it is. Uh, more times than not, it is. However, we'll see what comes from that. And then I think that means I hand it off to you at 15.
1: Yeah, uh, West Bloomfield's got some wins, too, uh, obviously. Uh, the, Over the, the Red devs, Devils, by a lot. The Devs. Um, they're off to a good start. They've just lost both of their games against really good teams, so that's kind of where we're at with them. Uh, I don't think we dropped them. I think, actually, we, we bumped them up a spot uh, to reflect a strong start. It's just, you know, playing a ranked team, a, a really highly ranked team, once we get to Adams, uh, very near the top. Um, but yeah, either way, West Winfield off to a solid start, even in spite of those losses at uh, number 15, gross point North, uh, big faller down from preseason. Number five, they got firebombed by Adams and gross point South. So uh, early season, I talked about it. Yeah. We, we like, we talked about it. It's, it's early. There's a lot of things that, that can still go right. Obviously this, the early season doesn't really mean anything at all in terms of uh, a- achieving your season long goals. So, um, still optimistic there. We're t- they're too talented not to be. Um, it's a solid lineup one through nine. You have your aces at the top. Drew Hill's also a piece on the mound. It's just, it's, it's too talented for, too talented for them to not be good in my opinion, but some early season blowouts not going your way. That's why the drop um, number 14 is Liggett. They've only played two games and they were both against St. Mary's. So we kept them right where they were preseason. I, I don't, yeah, I, They'll be fine, I think. Um, we talked about it. It's a really, really strong top half, top two thirds of the lineup. Um, they have good, good pieces towards the bottom too. It's just not the quite the same firepower, uh, which is pretty much every lineup in the state. But it's the pitching where where we'll see. I, I saw Preston Barthrow. We talked about that. That he looks good up to 92 in my look um big kid we've talked about that don't need to go on that anymore but the point being the depth and the pitching we'll see where that comes from they're still gonna have to figure that out uh Monroe at number 13 this is a little bit of a jump for them um that was a team that Alan Park beat that's why uh one of the reasons Alan Park is in the, the also considered along with their talent that we talked about and their ability they did have a Ranked win uh, over Monroe. So Monroe, who's beat Celine a few times, another perennially strong team. Uh, they're up a couple spots. They're at 3-1-1 one and one right now. Lake Orion all the way up to number, number 12 uh, after a 4-0 start. Not a big strength of schedule wins or anything so far, but still four good wins to start the season. Um their big jump is a byproduct of so many teams in front of them not having big starts to the season, uh, as along with their own, obviously. Uh, number eleven is Heartland. They're down a couple spots. They're two and two to start the season. Uh, we had them in the top ten to start the year. They are two and two now, checking in at number eleven. Still, the the repetitive story goes like long way to go, man. So, who cares if you dropped a couple spots? Um, but yeah, Brandon, going to hand it right back to you as
0: uh, kicking into the top ten. Top 10. Stop top 10. Obviously, was a good little callback to those who have listened to the show for a while. Uh, number 10, Algonac. uh We've been talking about them quite a bit. You're going to start hearing me say that probably a lot because there's a lot of things I don't know about many teams because there's been such few games. However, Algonac obviously shrunk the to top, one of the better aces in the entire state, I think. Uh, help me with the name. Kastner. Kastner. Josh K. I'm going to get it by like week five, I promise. Uh, and the team continues team Sikowski, to be Team Josh Kastner, by the way. What was that?
1: Team Sikowski, Josh Gastner. Ah, right.
0: Exactly. And you always got to shout out your players. It's, it's a must. The 4-0, undefeated right now. Uh, right at this point, hard to deny uh, the success they've had. Uh, moving up from 17 all the way up to 10. So a good seven spot jump, some of that, uh, thanks to some losses in between for the teams that they were behind. And, of course, just the fact that it's a team we thought was going to be good, but we needed to kind of see it, and it's starting to happen. At number nine, we've got... Forest Hills Eastern. Uh they went to they were then what was it, the finals or the final four what was the finals? They won it last year. They won it, yeah. right? I was just Sydney, Grand Rapids Christian. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So they're both they're they both they're both baby blue, right? Carolina blue uh, colors, no?
1: I think Forest Hills Eastern's red. I He's think you're Forest thinking Hill. of Northern Northern, Northern, is, Northern is blue. blue. Yeah.
0: yeah. More of a color guy than a word guy. So Northern Forest, is D one. So Jeez. Yeah, the more you know, Coach. Yeah. So at number nine, Forest Hills Eastern, I finally spit that out after that whole thing. Two and oh. nothing crazy has happened yet, but again, with enough happening in between there to move up three spots from number twelve to number nine, uh, uh, as you know, Coach just said, defending state champs in Division Two, and uh, so far so good for them. At number eight, Detroit Catholic Central uh talked about them and the strength of the schedule there uh yeah they're two and three and one but two losses to orchard lake st mary's um one to brother rice and they tied you of DeJesuit. jesuit the town is still there ultimately i think that's going to mean a lot more than anything else especially the first uh six games of the season at number six grand rapids christian can they overcome nope. their loss? no nope. Battle Creek going. lakeview at number seven because i keep my eyes on the prize um Battle Creek Lakeview. God, this is a disaster by your boy. Battle Creek Lakeview at number seven. Uh, They're five and one. Played a lot of games so far this year. Uh, We always talk about Battle Creek Creek Lakeview as a team that is kind of like Not talked about maybe as much because they're not in Metro Detroit, but they're always a contender for a state championship. Continue to be this year uh, as a perennial top ten team for us, uh, both in the preseason rankings and here again moving up two spots from number nine to number seven in our uh, latest Super twenty five. And now finally at number six is Grand Rapids Christian, who is two and zero. And I mean, Kyle Remington is right up there with any pitcher, every pitcher in the state as a guy you want in the mound in your biggest game. I think any team and any coach uh, in in Michigan right now, uh, seldom from maybe the guys who have – Guys in a similar level, like the Castners and the uh, Alfredo Velasquez. and There's a few others I could think of, too. But Kyle Remington is a guy who's going to do it for him both sides of the ball. And they've got a lot of good support around him. It's not just him. That team is strong. That team is deep. They went to the state finals last year. Um, they've gone deep in this tournament in the past couple of years. They're, they've been near the top 10 or in the top 10, I think, all three seasons of CWB. So the Eagles are up there at number six and creeping towards the top five, which I will hand off to Brian to hopefully name off in a bit more concise and uh, easier to follow manner.
1: Yeah, and I, maybe. Um, we'll give it a shot. But at Grand Rapids Christian, man, like Remington hasn't even pitched for them, I don't think. I was looking at their Twitter, and they tweet out the you know it, the uh, stats after each game. And, and Ty – I'm going to say this last name wrong, and I apologize – but Ty Uckman? Uckman? Oh, yeah. Uckman is UCHM, good, UCHM, H-M- Big lefty committed to George Mason. He's pitching well and contributing in the lineup. Jackson Isaacs, Team North member, of course, from the All-State Select back in the fall. Um, Off to a hot start with the bat for them as well. But, yeah, Grand Rapids Christian, a team off to a good start. Both those wins are over uh, Forest Hills Northern too, so that's especially notable. Uh, But into the top five, at number five is Brother Rice, down a couple spots from preseason number two. Uh, They're off to a good start. It's just the teams that we have ahead of them haven't lost yet. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, They're five and one. They split with Catholic Central. Um, I think they beat Leggett twice. No, they didn't play Leggett yet. Uh, I forget who they've beaten. Um, Powell, maybe. Whatever it is. Brother Rice, five and one start. Um, i Still, the expectations for me are that they're really, really good. They, they're looking like they're really, really good. It's just they, they lost a game, uh, and the guys ahead of them haven't yet. So that's all. Brother Rice, number five. Number four, Bay City, John Glenn, just kind of getting underway. Uh, two big wins the other night. I believe they played Swan Valley, maybe. I could be wrong. But um, Sontag and Krišiak look great. Nathan Ball, there's a lot of other guys on that team. It's our pick for D2. Uh, as far as the state championship goes, and they're off to a good start at number four. Number three, big riser this week, Rochester Adams. They are up from number 10 preseason, I believe. Uh, A couple wins over West Bloomfield. That stands out. They're 4-0 overall. Uh, They got a chance to go for the sweep against West Bloomfield this weekend. Uh, Pico looks great. Pino Waters looks great. It's the usual suspects there, but a really, really good team. So Rochester Adams at number three. Number two, our new number two, Northville. Off to a six and zero start, impressive Ws. They're beating everyone. Um, it's good teams that they've played to that they've ran off six straight. They're really good. We talked about that before the season. We ranked them number three before the season. We're, we're really bullish on them to start there, and they've backed it up so far to start the season. Um, we'll see. Like once we continue going on into league play, but right now, Northfield, uh, you know, I, I think you could make the argument for kind of anyone two through six as the potential number two right now um but like i think they're all kind of in a tier of their own right, right at this point in time but either way northville at number two and number one orchard lake st mary's 73 game winning streak they haven't lost since like april of 01 or whatever that was so like <laughs> right around i don't know man that was like the end of april 01 i think or not 01, 21. Um, That'd be wild if they had lost the. I was one. wondering where you were going with the <laughs> 0-1 angle. I was waiting on it. They're on a they're on a fourteen hundred game winning streak. But anyways, uh, putting it all on the line this week in Ohio, they swept Liggett, they swept Catholic Central. Uh, they played some close games. They aren't the same murderers row of last year that we talked about, but they're still very very offensive. Uh, they're one through. Uh, their lineup is still really really deep. Um, you know they got a freshman committed Indiana hitting ninth. So like, you know, they're in a good spot, but the, the point being, it's, it's more on the mound. I, I don't know if there's that um, MF or I'd like to say the full word, but I won't, but like, you know, you, you get used to Brock Porter being at the top of the rotation and Logan Wood before him, you know? So um, I, that, I think they'll figure out over the course of the season. I saw both Pesci and Donovan. Uh, there's a lot to like with both, um one of them will grab it that's just and they have the ultimate trump card with the lead in jason oliver at the back end of the bullpen who can go multi-innings so lots to like there about the eaglets um we'll see man they need two more to tie homer and then three to have the all-time state record for wins in a row and i believe we're i don't know the exact number but i don't think they're all that far off from the national record which i think is in like the low 80s if i had if i'm remembering right i think it's in like the low 80s so um keep stringing wins together. We'll see if they can get there, but uh, Ohio notwithstanding, uh, they definitely look like they're the best team in the state right now.
0: Yeah. I think that's uh, again, one of those things where I get it. They don't have the murderers row. They once had a year ago. They don't have, sorry for that little ding dong. That's everybody letting Brandon know he has a meeting at work in 15 minutes. Um, I think everybody's kind of getting caught up in like the whole, or I guess before the season they were caught up in, well, you know, don't got to go through Brock Porter. You don't got to go through Schubert and Irish and Crichton and Dresselhaus and yada, yada, yada. But here comes St. Mary's again, reloading, doing a lot of the same things they've done before. Maybe just not as, as at a, at a much of a glitz and glamor scale that it, that it, that it was before. However, all those guys were there last year. A lot of those guys were there two years ago. Um, Jason Oliver, in my opinion, is as good as maybe any of them. I mean, Brock is Brock in a, in a, from a pitcher's perspective. But from what he can do on defense to what he can do on the mound to what he can do at the plate, and then he got McKay. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, right? I mean, it is what it is. I, just, I will continue to say that I think St. Mary's is equipped to do what they've done The last two years, despite the bigger names and and the maybe however you want to title it not being there, maybe there's not an a Brock Porter who's going to sign a monstrous signing bonus. What was it? How much? A lot, right? So maybe there's not that type of guy. But like, if there is, like Jason Oliver fits the bill. And if you need like a guy who's going to come up in a big moment and be your clutch guy, like Ryan McKay is probably that guy at the plate, right? And if it's not him, like Blake Grimmer also exists, he's probably he might be the best he might be the best hitter of the bunch. He might be the best hitter in the state. Right? So, you know, and it's just one of those things where you keep wanting to root in the downfall. It's like a heel in WWE. Huh. It's like, oh, the bad guy's gotta lose eventually. No, he actually does. He?
1: Yeah. Does he? So, uh, yeah, man, I I mean, it's we're off to the races here. Michigan high school baseball is well underway. The weather's been gorgeous. It's hot today. Um, So, I, I mean, there's really not much else for us to say. We ran through the Super 25. That's new this week. Uh next week we're gonna try and start getting back to, to getting some guys on the show with us talking about teams off the hot starts and, and getting some players and coaches on with us. But uh for now we'll we'll call it at a at what is a, a little bit of a quicker episode. We'll uh roll into Brandon's meeting and, and me heading down to Canton to uh to call a baseball game, uh, featuring the aforementioned St. Mary's Eaglets. But uh but yeah, man, Brandon, I, am I missing anything? I think you're good, coach. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bats. Please remember to like, rate, and review the show. That all helps us out substantially with uh, with reach. Uh, We're getting close to some new milestones in terms of uh, social media outreach and overall clicks and listens to the show over the years. So uh, we appreciate you all listening and engaging with us on social media. As always, for Brandon, I'm Brian. We'll talk to you next week. Woo! Woo!